Oh, we're back. We're back. Oh, we were going the whole time. I don't know what the fuck happened. Still, well, said we were going for a minute. So, uh, everybody, welcome back to the Pure Steel Podcast. What's up? We are uh, having a guest come on tonight. He is a... Excited. Hey, Bryce Ripley joined the show. I like how you can see who oh, joins. Oh, he's on already, huh? Yeah, he... Uh, well, Bryce, my cousin, yeah, he's mm-hmm. like... He, Listening. I like that you can see who's listening, <laughs> just to see who I can fucking embarrass the most. Well, that too, like you know, if they got questions or whatever, they can shoot them up. And yeah. You can read, you know, as we're going and try yeah. to answer them as we go. Yeah. So nice yeah. So tonight we have a guy from Paranormal Wisconsin coming on, so we get to talk uh, a little ghost. A little ghosty. I'm a little bit pumped shit. up about this. Um, and then uh. I guess afterwards we can get into regular shit. I told them we could uh, do an hour or so. I guess it don't really fucking matter. That was last minute. I literally called him last <laughs> night. He's like, oh, man, you got any questions? Just shoot me a call. And I was like, yeah, I got some fucking questions. I need you to come on the show. I need, I need some content, dude. Right? But, I enjoy uh, talking ghosty stuff. I do, too. I have so many questions. I, you're deeper into it than I am. I guess I'm more. I'm more or less. I mean, I mean, I'm interested in it. I guess I've never experienced anything myself, but it's just something I like to talk. I, I like not necessarily. I don't know. I don't talk about it, but I like to be a part of the conversation. I guess. Yeah. Um. I uh, designed some long sleeve shirts. So I'm excited. I'm really excited about them. I want to see how they turn out before I make more of them, but uh. I just put a lot of chew in, so bear with me. <laughs> put a fucking megawatt in. Just a big old fucking hammer. So, uh, yeah, anybody's interested, get a hold of me. I can show you what they look like, and I'm not sure what exactly I'll charge yet. We'll just say 30 bucks for now. Call it safe. I think that's a good price, I guess. Uh, so far, I think so far only you and Noah have seen them. So, I'm, uh, yeah, really, really excited to see all, the, all those turn out. I dig them right now. I mean, and, and no, they're we, just plain and simple. Until we, you know, until we get, you know, get our logo revamped and some stuff. But Yeah. Yeah, I'm really pumped up for the Dare Grizzlies. I'm still fucking jazzed <laughs> up about those. Um, obviously, our sponsor of the show, Lit Beard Company. Yep. Big logo in the back. I got the ugly patches on the side. And appears still podcast on the chest. Yeah, I'm fucking so jail. I'm actually just really ready just to fucking get into this tournament and just start tearing heads off. If you don't win the fuck, I'm gonna be bad. I am too, yeah. <laughs> well, that's just how my life goes. I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a hundred dollars per jersey for a doubles team and we're gonna be on the first fucking round. Slipping your hair back like that. Just, I've never seen it, man. It's, yeah, I got some long hair going. It's long. It looks good though. It's like, yeah. I wanted to get rid of it. I really wanted to cut it. I'm not so sure if that's the right thing to do. You think it's good, huh? I think just maybe think about it. Don't do nothing rash. Maybe think about it for a day before you get after it. Look good, feel good. Don't fucking smell good. I ain't gonna shower after work. <laughs> I had the fucking just a long week, a lot of uh, a lot of back and forth. Yeah, I went to the same job twice. 
which is a kind of a rarity in our business. Really? How busy we are now. I possibly believe that. Yeah, never two days in a row does not happen. <laughs> I have to do that this week because like I showed up, I was like I got a lot done yesterday. I'm like, do I just like fucking coast the day out or how the hell does even work? So you had to do a full day today, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I did too. I was fucking pissed. Why? Because I was getting packed up. I was working at the shop, building some stuff. And good Friday, you know, and a lot of the people that work for us are pretty church going. Me, not so much, but. Not so much. Not gonna lie, I'll fucking use it as an excuse if I have to. Absolutely. <laughs> I was getting ready to leave. Yeah, and so I got a phone call from a guy out on a job site. He goes, yeah, we got a column that was fucking made wrong. Are you working all day? And I literally told him, I was like, I wasn't planning on it, but I suppose I have to. <laughs> so I packed my shit up, went up to the job site. Well, I fucking guess I got to. No, I guess I I was planning on working all day. I, I honestly. I mean, I was easily planning on working like most of the day. Maybe knocking off like an hour earlier or whatever, but. You know, if I could have got out like an hour early and get around yep. the golf in, I probably would have done it, but skills not open yet, so can't do it. Well, there's plenty of other golf courses out there. I know, but skills post is one. It's easy to go out there and pull up the fucking well, iron. Then you must not really want to golf all that bad. I went two weeks ago. Windier in hell, colder and shit. Down to the hill or over to Rogue <laughs> just, I never, like, I get, like, you know, it was me and a coworker. They were sitting there golfing along. I got the whole 16, like, we both had looked around. Like, this is bullshit. And then, and then my coworker's like, you know, we're the only two dumbasses out here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, this is windy, it was cold. I was like, yeah, I think uh, we're going to pack her in. <laughs> we'll see how this drive turns out. And I, I hit the ball, and it went hard right. And I was like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> Let the ball lay where it is. Just go get some freaking alcoholic beverages and hell, even a burger Just sounds good. Fucking forget about it. Oh shit. Oh, so not a lot really happened in sports this week, other than except the whole... for fucking Dana White selling out. Yeah, it's Dana I White's... just found out about that in Frank Amir. Was this? Uh, this was an April Fool's joke, by the way. Well, April Fool's was yesterday, so. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I did see there was some that April Fool's fuckery. The only other thing I can think of was Jaden Cox didn't make weight for the Olympic team trials. Ooh. How how heavy was he? I don't know. It wasn't a fact. It wasn't a a thing where he was he was real close to making weight and he was he was still try he was like trying to cut like still trying to get down to weight. I feel like I haven't read the details on it. I don't know if he would have made it or not, but I guess there's like a time slot you have to weigh in. Yeah. And he, they, his coaches pulled him like a little bit too late and he didn't make the time. Like he weighed in after the allotted time to weigh in. So he might have made weight, but the fact that he made weight after the allotted time that he would, that he had. Well, like in the UFC, like if you do something like that, you have your one opportunity. And if you don't get it the second time, I would assume that it's a completely different system from the UFC. As far as like the Olympic team trials goes, I would, I would have to assume it's different. See, what I like about having like a live feed here, we get people that maybe know a little bit, maybe also know a little bit more about the situation. All I do, all I know is that I read the article that I read is that Jaden Cox didn't make weight, cannot compete at the world team trials. He's already appealing it. 
they're already taking steps to get him back into it because pound for pound, Gene Cox right now, take me to my grave, best wrestler the United States has. Jaden Cox, the best wrestler the United States has. Okay. Good for Jaden. Hopefully he gets a shot. He has been ever since what I mean, I don't even know his rap sheet, but I know for a fact the last few years that man has been an absolute buzzsaw. He's ripped through everybody he's wrestled. Everybody. He's at 197, so he's heavier than like Jordan Burroughs and and all them, who are also super good. Um, Jordan Burroughs, I still think, GOAT. Absolutely. And even he's losing a few steps. So I was, uh, I mean, obviously more sports. Yesterday was a holiday. Baseball opener. Um. <laughs> yeah, and fuck American Family Field, first of all. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> but, uh, I guess today Major League Baseball moved their all-star game from Atlanta because of politics, according to our, our live feed of people with wealth of information. We got a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. And then uh the champion of the of the March Madness Beer Challenge, Deuce. Um he's he's listening with us. So nice. thanks, thanks for joining boys. <laughs> yeah. Um and he represented it with a Packer hat on top of it. I voted for the hat every time. Fuck the Packers. Fucking Lakey fans, I tell you. Um you get over it. So <laughs> You keep on getting this common thing with John Jones. Obviously, he's been pretty pissed off lately, which every right. And mad enough to tell the UFC to fucking cut him. Yeah, cut me. Basically, what he wants, I don't. He will never have. But he just wants a fucking fight. He wants a fight, and I give it to him. Well, I thought it was hilarious because I seen that uh, Derek Lewis trolling the situation, saying, "I'll fight him right now for eight million dollars." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I get where John Jones is coming from. You're, the, you know, one of the greatest full time, if not the greatest full time. If not the greatest, and they're not going to fucking pay you. Pay me, you know, you got to fucking pay your talent at some yeah. point. It's like whatever. Yeah, he hasn't. Like I said before, like yeah, he hasn't. He can't stay out of jail. But whatever, he's had. When's the last time he fought? Fuck, who knows? Long time ago. Yeah, well, it's just uh, at some point. I think I I would at least think you got it. Does he deserve a title shot right off the bat? Like, I, maybe give him a fight, give him one fight, and if he wins the fight, the next fight's a title shot. I think a, a very remarkable fight for these guys right off the bat would be doing like a Steve versus John Jones. I think a it makes sense because you're taking a former champion from a heavyweight and you're putting them in the ring against. An established heavyweight versus a like a, a guy that's come from a weight class below. Well, see, I look at John Jones. He's, you know, if you look at his transformation, he's not a light heavyweight anymore. No, he's making the switch. He's huge. 100%. He's a big boy. Yep. He, he looks like his brother Chandler. He's just how he's built. He look, you know, he's, he's just an animal. That's what that exactly what you just said. An established get a fight between an established heavyweight and a guy that's coming in. To, Coming into a new weight, trying to figure figure out a whole new. Maybe it is a whole different style. Maybe it's not. But I don't. I see. I don't think. I think at least you got to give you got to give Jones at least one fight, one fight before you get. Him I don't think shot. you do. I think with a guy like John Jones, he's a guy you can just throw him to the wolf, and that's your money maker. You're I missing out on what at least one fight, at least one fight that ain't a title shot before you give him. The but hasn't Jones earned the right? To have that opportunity. As far as I'm concerned, no, because he can't stay out of jail. He can't stay clean. 
I don't think it has anything to do with it's his got fighting all, skill, though. It, it, I mean, it he, he hasn't ever lost in the Oscars. It's a thing of, it's not so much his skill and talent. It's more of a more of the fact of like you got these guys that are doing the same thing that he's doing at every other weight. They're not in jail. They're not getting caught fucking doing drugs. They're they. It's just you got to give a guy a chance that you know a guy that's staying clean, doing his you know doing the doing the hard work. Yeah. You know, not relying just on pure talent to get everything he needs. I think I, I just there's I, I I understand like there's no right or wrong decision with how this kind of rolls out, but I think if you look at what John Jones put into the sport when he first started, when he was fighting every three months to get to the opportunity to be the light heavyweight champion, and then the fucking steamroll. Yeah, yeah, that he put on, he killed everybody. Everybody. The only loss he ever had was from a bullshit twelve six elbow. That you know that should that should have been legal anyways. Any other organization other than the organization based in the, in America, that twelve six elbow is perfectly legal. The United States uh, sports whatever that the commission, the sports commission. Yeah, they yep. they banned this elbow because they seen it in. On right. ESPN. No, right. it's even on ESPN. They're breaking blocks of ice with a 12-6 elbow. So that means your elbow comes up to 12 o'clock, straight down to straight 6 down o'clock. To six. And I get, I get where they're coming from. Dude, if you can break, you break a solid block of ice, it ain't no different than the full Nelson in, in regular, in regular wrestling. Yeah. But, I mean, people are getting their next, next bro. Awesome. <laughs> is that a skill, is that a life skill? 12-16 through ice? Because that is, is it? I, I want to learn. I want to learn that. I feel like you could be know. a fucking party animal. I, oh, speaking of party animals, I oh seen boy. a video on TikTok. Homeboy had long, you know, it's just a beautiful mullet. This guy is. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm still not a. I'm not even a mullet. He, uh, this guy though on TikTok, he he had a mustache. He had the mullet. It's fucking true. And what he does, he pick, kicks his head back. He had a cigarette. Does a slip, spit it out, flipper, catches, it. catches it in his mouth, spits it out, and, uh, and then he opens up a bottle of beer with his teeth, <laughs> and then he tornadoes the fucker down. This guy is the most impressive human on the planet, and I may or may not have reached out to him on the podcast eventually. I mean, <laughs> hey. I'm interested in this, this kind of talent to be on the show. That's, a That's tough, what we need. That's a tough thing to do. Hey, if you just sit a fucking dart up and catch it in your mouth, you know, not not just catching, you know, like the tobacco side, but catching the, the filter. filter. They're ready to smoke the fucker. Yeah. yeah. That's talent. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if you're going a fucking four-minute mile. I don't care if you can. A 4240, fuck that. You know, whatever. I don't catch care. a fucking dart in your mouth. Catch a fucking dart in your mouth and then tornado a beer. You are, lit, you know, you're God's gift of the earth. In my opinion, I mean, this is Easter. God, Jesus came out of a fucking cave for people like that. He really did. Uh, well. And uh, for everybody listening live, this is the Pure Steel Podcast. Yeah, we're here. And this show, as always, is Pure Steel. <laughs> Sex appeal. I am Louis P. Schreier. I'm the headlocker. And, uh, yeah, so this is a feel-good Friday. Feel-good uh, yeah. 
Good thing. Good, good end of the fucking week. Good end. Yeah, oh, I'm happy we had this uh, all kind of come together. And if you are joining us, coming in live, we have a guest coming on. He is one of the members of Paranormal Wisconsin. We're going to talk some spooks, specters, yeah, and ghosts tonight. I'm really pumped up. I guess I really jazzed up about this whole... Like I said before, I'm not... You know, I've never had anything like paranormal ever happen to me or anything, but it's something I, I like to talk about. I like to talk I, about it. See, I've been a huge fan of like paranormal since I was a kid watching Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I just... It, Fucking love, yeah. Ghostbusters, my favorite movie of all time. Growing up watching, <laughs> the flowers are still standing. <laughs> that's the best quote of all time. Easily. And he, like, you and that's not that wasn't even the scripted part of the movie. No. <laughs> yeah. You know how quiet is in the background. Like that's I, I think, exactly, I think that's they heard thing it. That never was supposed to make it into the movie, and that's one of the fucking most iconic scenes of the whole series. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, it's just, yeah, I just, I love those shows, movies, I love, yeah, it's all so much fun. He says he's trying to call in. I don't know anything about this app. <laughs> I'm so bad at life. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, uh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, so, another thing I did see was, uh, obviously today's Friday. Yeah. Friday's Winter Soldier. And I haven't watched it yet, so, I really wish I would have before I got here, but I didn't have enough time. Yeah, I didn't either. I never had enough time to do shit, though. No. Just have to this fucking chair. I think you might need an account though. I don't know how this works. I don't either. Trying to, <laughs> like I said, this is our second time using this app, first time getting a live We're call. We're still trying to get it figured out, so bear with us. Yep. We're pretty incompetent, really. I'm incompetent as it is. <laughs> at least yeah. you can laugh at it. Yeah, he's, he said he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. I'm trying my best. That's all you can. The world's most hopeless fucking host on the planet. Well, eventually you will get it figured out. You know what they say? Practice makes fucking perfect. No, 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 no. Perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah, well, I'm not perfect. (laughs) There's no such thing as perfect anything I do in my life. So today we are just kind of going with the flow here. Yeah, shoot from the hip. Roll with punches, as they say. Fucking, I got him. Just, <laughs> just having a tough go with shit. Oh huh? man, we need a camera just so I can record you. Put, put yeah, <laughs> just to watch me get pissed off. And this is don't talk to me right now. You can talk to the fucking people. Don't talk to me. I, I all I got to say to the people is I wish you could see what I could see. We should go live. People will <laughs> see the whole horrible in that life. Um. Um, keep on going. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am like, about? like with, 
of like with tablets and stuff. I can't You're do it. You're the fucking drive wheel of this thing, and I just kind of. Well, it's supposed to be Dawson, and he doesn't show up anymore. So here we are. <sighs> What's up with that? I don't know. Fucking working bastard. Well, he's down in Fenimore. Working That's not even that far away. No, you don't even give me that. No, you drove that I bitch. Used to, I drove that bitch for a year straight. You hey, how fuck the fuck keep up? You got you're trying to type and your phone's going off. You don't even you can't look at one thing at one time anymore. And you know what they say? You're from Wisconsin. You're slow, but you're skilled at something. Is that what they say? I think so. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Alright, I just sent the deal out. You got it going now. Huh? Got her going now. You know what this is? One foot in front of the other. We're going to get through this together. We're one big happy team. And, uh, yeah. Our technology fussed us so much. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why did we come out of retirement to start doing that? We're 20, 29 up to You got a fucking, you need to, you need to answer me that. Yeah. I don't have to answer nothing to you. Yeah, so we, uh, Came out of retirement, we're still fucking just as hopeless as we were ten years ago. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we have a good time. That's all that matters. Um, yeah, for sure. We're just trying to get our caller in, folks. Yeah. I sent an email to him. <laughs> I can't fucking do it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Uh, you know, this is about as bad as the time we went to McDonald's and they ordered, See, and I, and I, and I ordered three McDonald's. Six. You ordered six McDonald's. Six, yes. I ordered six McDonald's. Two. Six McDonald's. I don't know. Whoever, I'll never know this woman's name ever, but to be honest with you, the the most attractive drive through person I've ever talked to in my entire life. And this is the one that Louie fucked off and said, I need six McDonald's, too. Six McDonald's. You know what they say. And if you were working at the fucking Lozy Boulevard McDonald's when Thor, the Dark World, came out, and you might be happening to listen to the show now, which is extremely unlikely, but if you are, we were there. So was we I. were the one. <laughs> we were the ones that made your day perfect. <laughs> At fucking midnight. What a fucking movie, though. That was a good movie. People have talked a lot of shit about that movie. It's a good movie. Not great. Not, not as good as Ragnarok, but it was good. That's another one of these, like, fucking mid-level Marvel movies that everybody fucking shit on for some reason. And I don't know why. Uma Thurman. Yeah, that was Uma Thurman, right? Yeah. Who's it? Who's the, his sister? Yeah. Whose sister? Yeah, I know. Dark World was, uh, what's his name? I fucked that up. What the fuck? Yeah, Thor's sister. Thor's sister? That was Ragnarok, though. Yeah, that what? was with Carl Urban. Yeah, well, Thor doesn't have a sister. Well, yeah, yeah okay, that was Kate Blanchett in Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah Ragnarok. Hella, yeah. I get those two mixed up. How, what? I get those two mixed up. Ragnarok's a great movie. How, how do you get those two mixed up? I'm not going we, we did, that was the only Thor movie, by the way, that we didn't see together. Yeah. I tell you what. You got that mixed up, dude? Yep. Got that mixed up. I'm just glad to see you got everything yeah. together. Everything's together. 
Except it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I'm so defeated. I even put my hat on backwards, and I was like, yeah, well. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm actually, after seeing all the shit I've seen reading, I'm really hoping we get to see some fucking, you know, claws coming out. Metal claws. Stop talking about it, because I haven't seen, I haven't even finished episode two yet. What are you doing? You had a whole week, and you fucked around. I saw the first fucking three quarters of the episode, and it happened to be on a day that I worked really fucking hard, and I came home and turned it on. And I fell asleep, couldn't make it the last quarter of the episode. Get it together, well, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking Bob Ritter's hat, so you be careful of that. I'll throw this hat on the fucking drone if I have to. Yeah, it's Bobby Ritter's hat, I promise. So I'll trade you a fucking Pure Steel podcast hat for a QFI hat. <laughs> best fucking trade ever going to make my life. Try to get a sweatshirt out of it, too. These are the best looking hats on the planet. Oh, Make my words. Very nice. I just never fucking, I never pull mine out because I'm trying to keep it nice, so I always leave it at home. <laughs> I just wear mine out when I'm not at work. I don't wear them, you know, I yeah, they, get, no, exactly. get no. shit over it. I wear, I, wear the, the, I wear the hat when I'm going out to have a good time, and I don't touch it otherwise. Yeah, uh, it's a great hat to have fun in. It's a great hat to uh, do a podcast in. Hell, it's a great hat to even golf in. Son of a bitch. Yeah. So did you see uh the H or you've seen Kong versus Godzilla? Oh my god. If you haven't seen that movie, you're you're missing out. That movie's fucking stupid good. Already certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I know a lot of people don't like take Rotten Tomatoes as like an actual like a review type deal, but it's a fucking good movie. It's a fucking good movie. Good ass movie. Something you need to watch. If you ain't got HBO, spend the fucking $50 and go to the fucking theater and watch it. If you got HBO, make a couple steaks, get a fucking couple beers, sit down with your old lady and turn the bitch on and watch it. Because it's a good movie. I've already watched it twice. You watched it twice. Who wins? I can't. I that's. I can't say. I can't say. I will say one. No, I don't even want to. I can't. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. No, I won't do it. I won't do it. Because there, I, I will say. All right, before they fight the actual enemy in the entire movie, there is one clear cut winner. Oh. But I will not say who it is. And I will say at the end when they fight the actual enemy, they both clap his fucking cheeks. Uh, teamwork? Teamwork. I could have knew those, man. That's a fucking Marvel thing. The only thing I also will say is one claps the fuck out of the other one. Claps hard? Yes. Like, like golf clap or like bucket standalization clap? Just... I don't, you can take it how you want it. I see one claps the other one. But I will also say that they both, the real enemy in the whole movie, they both clapped the fuck out of him, for sure. Hey. It's all, around, watch all around good movie, though. That's on HBO? Yep. HBO Max, if you got an HBO Max, 
subscription. You can watch it till April 30th. Yeah, it's my birthday. So I'll be watching it like every weekend until it's not on HBO Max anymore. Because it's, I mean, it's that good. What else is coming on HBO Max here pretty quick? Not a whole lot. It's, I, I heard that, that, uh, the whole, uh, coming, like, to direct release deal is coming to an end. Well, I know. Now with, like, COVID shit, like, slowing down all over, and I've heard that that's gonna come to an end here pretty quick. So you got your vaccine. Half. Half. I gotta go back in two weeks to get that. So I got a good resource saying that the vaccine, second dose, makes you feel like a pile of dicks the next day. I've heard I've heard from people that have had it and had the vaccine that they say that the second shot's worse than the other shot, but my mom has had both shots already, and uh, she said the second shot was comparably worse to the first shot, but like not bad enough to where like it, it's it's not gonna fuck you up. The first shot, I have, I will say the first shot. Just like the flu shot or any other vaccine I've ever had, tetanus booster, doesn't matter, flu shot, you get a fucking needle stuck in your arm and your arm's gonna be sore. Yep. And that's, that's all it was. For me, got, got the shot, sat fucking 15 minutes, the next two days my arm was sore, that was all. But I have heard stories, people having like just like minor allergic reactions to not even a, not even a uh, allergic reaction I guess I don't know what you would call it but some people like broke out in hives from it I think that's just to be expected though well, right obviously this was kind of a pushed uh yeah and pushed thing and as far as everything I've read like anybody that I got a vaccine because I'm high risk I have asthma so if I get the actual thing like I'm definitely gonna be on a fucking intubator and be fucked if I get it. Yeah. So, I have to take precautions to protect myself, obviously. Um, I forgot what I was gonna fucking say though. Get me fucking talking too much. That's what happens when you make me talk. Keep on talking. You're good. I forget. But yeah, I the, the second shot, nothing to be afraid of. I wouldn't think so. Anyways. I haven't got it yet. I'm gonna. I should get it, but. Has your wife got it? Not your wife, but. Yeah, Casey. Yeah, she's she, not, she just got her second on my source. She feels like a bag of shit today. Yeah, I'm, uh, what I, uh, my mom said that you, you know, you get the the second shot, and it's like it's comparable to like a really fucking bad hangover. From the people that I've talked to that have had the second shot, it's like a really bad hangover, which is. Nothing any normal American cannot handle. Uh, I'm getting old. I can't handle hangovers anymore. So same. Fuck, I'm a, I'm fucking worthless when I'm hungover. But if I have to, I fucking will. You see the Mark Murphy Packers president made himself look like a fucking idiot. No. <laughs> it. Uh, I wish I would have though. One of the well, the ESPN Pack reporters on this fucking conference call with him, and he goes, uh, you know, he asked about Aaron Rodgers' contract. He restructured six other guys. Why didn't you, uh, you know, restructure Aaron Rodgers? He goes, oh, nice try, Rob. You know, laughs it off. It's just like the guy is doing his job, you fucking stooge. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking idiot. answered the yeah. question. So I don't know why. 
I don't know why he fucking sticks around anymore. I really don't. Just, that motherfucker, he want, he could fucking, hey, people, I'm a fucking free agent. You know how many fucking teams are going to scoop him up for some stupid amount of money? Yeah, yeah. And do whatever he asks for the next fucking five years? <sighs> whatever, I don't know. Maybe he's one of these fucking weirdos that likes it in the area, I guess. But yeah. you like being snowed in for fucking six months. Go ahead. You really having troubles yet? I am having troubles yet. <laughs> trying to get to the bottom of this. Um. Jesus Christ. I wish you guys could see that. Well, we got we got one caller. All right. Drew, how are you doing tonight? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Drinking beers. Miller Lite's going down, bud. How are you guys? You're doing wonderful. Hey, you are a local Packer insider for the Pure Steel Podcast. Uh, what was your take on Mark Murphy's uh, situation there, Rob Demosky? Uh, uh, you talking about the contract with Rodgers? Oh, yeah. That's what we're talking about. Oh, very cryptic. It's cryptic. I, I think... I think you can pretty much uh, bet on this being uh, 12's last year in green and gold, I yeah, think. Absolutely. 100%. I think they're, uh, they've literally set that up to, yeah, I don't know. Uh, LaFleur must think that uh, Rogers is the or uh, Jordan Love is the guy, and I think this is his last uh, rodeo. As a Vikings fan, though, I'll mark my words, man. They did it to themselves. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, when you have, uh, I think when you have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks and you only win two Super Bowls, it's a huge, uh, failure on the franchise, period. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't agree more with that. I feel like we should have had a Super Bowl. We should have fucking three, in my opinion. Three? Yeah. At least three. I think, uh, you know, the, the third, Super Bowl 32, well deserved by Denver, but, um, Still, I mean, multiple, I mean, 2007 against the Giants, a failure. Um, even that team wasn't, you know, that team I don't think would have beaten the Patriots like the Giants did, but that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, just a failure on the franchise. I uh, still go back to uh, a fucking onside kick, that dumb fucker that uh, jumped the ball and fucked the game over for us. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that's another thing, you know, how many times did the Packers get to NFC title games and it came down to one play? A lot of times. It's one, one play, you know, uh, uh, Corey Webster, Brandon Bostick, uh, God, you name it. You can. God damn Bostick. I hope he's doing okay. How many? He'd be the only one. Well, I think everybody's happy he's not on an NFL roster, and I think America <laughs> can agree with that. Yeah, so. including Minnesota. <laughs> Which was his next yeah. Right? yeah, they're like, we'll take Kirk. We'll keep Kirk. <laughs> no. uh, this is a great show, guys. Good job. Keep up the good work. Hey, thank you for joining us. All right, thanks, guys. Hey, how about you come sit down live one time with us and hang out? Oh, he fucking left. He left. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Uh, that was our Packer insider, old Bryce Ripley. Fear still podcast. He's got a point though, like, fuck man, they, dude, the Packers have, they made a habit of 
pissing away franchise quarterbacks for no fucking reason at all. Well, on the high, no on the other side of it, we can say, hey, we had we've had an MVP quarterbacks. In the for how many years you got one Super Bowl to show for it? Who gives a fuck how many times well, he's MVP? Two out of two of them, but yeah, one out of Rodgers, one out of Favre. There's no reason Aaron Rodgers. I will whatever. I will argue against the fact that Aaron Rodgers is the goat every time because fucking Tom Brady has won seven fucking Super Bowls. It's hard to argue with anything against Tom Brady now, especially seeing like, it. It's not even at that point. It's not the fact that look at what he did. Tom Brady went to a fucking team that was in fucking shambles the year before and took it to the Super Bowl and won the fucker, whether it was a rigged or not. Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be this fucking God's gift to football. He can't do fuck all with a team that's actually good. Well, you, you can say that. I'm going to say it because that's what happened. My argument will be. What's your argument? That, you know, obviously the team oh, was fuck. very one-sided at all times. You got to think year. about it like that. It ain't nothing. Well, it's the facts. I mean, you look, at, you look, at, you look at the rosters that Rodgers has played with. They're either... You know, they're, like they're said, obviously a juggernaut on offense. And like you said, you missed out on three fucking Super Bowls. Yeah, absolutely, did. And I, 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 I'm going to stand by that. We did miss out on three Super Bowl opportunities, but the teams that he's led, they're not the Belichick balanced teams. They're not the Arians balanced teams. Okay, well, look at like like I just said, look at what Tom Brady did with a a fucking mediocre post Kyle Fitzpatrick Buccaneers team. Kyle Fitzpatrick. Kyle. Or who something fits Ryan Ryan, sorry, Ryan. And you're gonna say it with respect on the show, it is uh, Ryan Fitzmagic. It's Ryan Fitzmagic for two games. The guy's great. Is he though? Yep. <laughs> he was good for two games. Tom, you just uh snapped me. I'm just saying Green Bay had every chance. For the last fucking ten years to make this shit sort of stuff happen. It definitely pissed it away. Speaking of not pissing it away though, the Milwaukee Brewers yesterday uh go went out and they uh had a fucking hell of a tenth inning against the Minnesota Twins. Did they win? They won her in extra innings. I don't down. I don't hundred percent follow baseball. Hey, I love baseball, I love everything to do with baseball. I would like to get more into it. I prefer watching baseball live in person, but sometimes you got to make chicken salad with chicken shit. I'm not going to agree with that because the one baseball game I went to was the worst professional sports experience I've ever been to. I will say the one game me and Bryce went to. And they played the Diamondbacks and got their asses whooped. Me and Bryce went to a game one time, and there was only one point scored the whole game. One hit. Alright, there was a couple hits that game, but the only point score was a goddamn home run hit by the fucking pitcher. Yeah, and you got a fucking, yeah, I don't know. And there's no hit score or fucking, they just hit foul balls on fucking day. You sit there for fucking eight hours and nothing fucking exciting happens. I don't know. I love it. It's just, uh. I do enjoy baseball. I was never any good at baseball when I was a kid. I was terrible at baseball. I was, that was one sport I will say that I was. Fucking terrible at was baseball. I could not play baseball worth the fuck. Tried pitching because I was left handed. Fucking walked every batter I ever pitched to. Uh, 
Got his inner look pitch. It wasn't good enough. Oh, so yeah. I picked up the old discus and shot put, and I was like, well, I don't want. I, I did try track. Track was fun. What? <laughs> Till you break the fucking state record and you fall over because your fucking four by one anchor takes off on you and you don't make the handoff and you tip over into the other guy's lane and he kicks you in the fucking head. I remember that. That was my senior year. Were you there for that? I was, I was there fucking that. really pissed off about I was, that. I was busy doing a. Uh, other thing, but yeah, I was there for that. Fuck, I was mad. That the highlight of my track and field career was, you know, hanging out with the boys from the Kusa. I fucking love those guys. I'm, like, still, I'm still friends Andy with Andy Askell and... Nah, you know Andy Askell or... I think I might. Big powerlifter guy, used to be a wrestler. I think if I'd seen him, I'd recognize him, but I was, I, I'm actually still really good friends with Ben Tempest. And, uh, oh, alright, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. Still talk to Guillermo yep. Walter once in a while and those guys. White Clark. Good guy. Not to name drop people. I don't like doing that in the show, but hey. There it is. And, uh, Ross Abbey, I remember him. He was a fucking hell of a runner. Gary got it back. Uh, you know, it's really weird. Like on Tuesday, I think, no, sorry, next Thursday will be the only time ever in Wisconsin sports history where high school teams will be having, uh, state basketball. High school football and fucking baseball on the same day. On the same day. On the same day. Uh, isn't that I just this COVID <sighs> went, went haywire. Fucked everything up. But I like it. I think it's it. Well, the, the mask thing in Wisconsin downtown for the Supreme Court turned that over. I mean, obviously the businesses themselves have the right to whatever they want to do. They should, them. yeah. And, 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 uh, right, they should. They should yeah, exactly. Right Doesn't matter. I thought that was empty what it was. I fucking grabbed a whole left fucking pop. I goes, you know, the last banner. Oh, there's like fucking at least four more in there, probably. It's good for a sun drop. Special, uh, good mixy. Official drink of the Peter Steel Pot. Official not, drink. Not really official, but it's no. what we prefer. No. It would be sweet if it was, though. I can make a phone call. Think about that. Have you ever seen a sun drop commercial on the internet ever or even on TV? Yeah, they used to have them. What? Yeah, a couple years ago. Dead serious. There used to be a sun drop commercial on MTV. No fucking way. Dead serious. Cannot make that up. I'm going to have to look that up. No, it's on, it's on YouTube. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, it's like a dancing girl. That's what I remember. But it's, it's, be- it's it's better Mount Dew. Yeah, 100% better Mount Dew. Yeah, absolutely. 110%. Any, like, citrus fucking type soda. Except for Sprite. Sprite's my all-time favorite. Sprite? Sprite? Oh, God, yeah. I have Sprite upstairs. We'll mix it with the Ricardi. Oh, no, we're good. I don't know how many more of these fuckers I put down. They're good. Yeah, it goes down fast. It goes down fucking easy. Easy. Especially on a Friday. Staying sober tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I kept on drinking last week. I should fucking stop drinking. I got to trim trees tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I kept on drinking last week, and uh, I ended up buying the... $108 $108 fucking service for pod beans, so I figured fucking might as well use her up. <laughs> oh, boy. What do you do? Okay. Hey, I'm very... Trying to get this thing off the ground. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't, just kind of one of those... Is this one of those weeks things are kind of bland? Yeah. Um... Did you uh, watch any fun this week? 
besides other than Godzilla. Yeah. No, no, there wasn't anything coming. There wasn't anything coming out. That was the whole week. I, the whole week I was fucking pumped. Yeah, I started just with, for Godzilla. I started uh, Boardwalk Empire. Oh, really? Which is episode one. It's all the further I got because it's like an hour and twenty minutes. I guess the only other thing that I've been trying to finish is. I've been big into like these true crime fucking deals. I watched the one on uh uh Christopher Watts. Uh I don't know who he that was is. the guy that he killed his wife and kids and uh dumped him in a fucking oil tank. This was like a few years ago, like not even that long ago. And then uh the other one that I watched was uh the stair the staircase of Kathleen Peterson that was back in the early two thousands, like really like Late nineties, early two thousands. He was accused of throwing his wife down the stairs and killing her. I never, never. And I guess I never even heard of Staircase. It's called the Staircase. Both of these, both of these documentaries are on Netflix, and they're both really good. And the the Christopher Watts one is really fucking creepy, really creepy because they show like actual footage of like the dude in in his house. Like, after he, like, literally after he killed his wife and his kids, he, like, plays it off as, like, he comes home from work, and, like, his, he plays it off as, like, his wife took the fucking kids and bolted, and he's, like, it's just, it's really creepy the way he acts, and then they put him through a polygraph, and he obviously fails the polygraph, and you can see it, the lady, the lady that does the polygraph is, like, Hey, buddy, like, we know you're lying. And they, they just have to, like, keep pushing him into telling the truth. And then he fight, they bring his dad, and he finally tells the truth on the whole situation. But that's the gist of it. Well, we got a caller coming in. So we, we got a caller coming in. Let's and go. this was our guest that we originally had slated. <laughs> and with us now is Jason from Paranormal Wisconsin. How's it going, dude? Good. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Crystal clear. <laughs> We got her through. Finally. What, what was the magic What was the magic trick? Do you have to make a full account? Well, you know what? Okay, so I'm 50 years old, so you just got to give me some time, okay? Hey, time's the essence, right? <laughs> I had to empty my colostomy bag. You know, I had to take... <laughs> now, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, yeah. Hey, just... My absolute apology for taking so long. I had to create an account and, and just get the screen kept going black and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. It, it, I think Biden had something to do with it. Who gives a shit? But, <laughs> no, no worries, man. Good to have you. That yeah. son of a bitch Biden. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I, I just, I got really, like I said yesterday, I was like looking around and like, what could we do for a guest that we talked about a couple of times? I was like, you know what? If yeah, I could got, find somebody local in the paranormal field, yeah, it'd be we, shit. We've and, gotten spooky a couple of times. You know what? And, and like in the faith of baseball, I went one for one, <laughs> perfect batter, because you're the first person I messaged and you came and you got back to you right away. <laughs> so and it worked out pretty goddamn good. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, tell us a little bit about your group. Uh, give, you know, just kind of give us a rundown. Who's all in it and all that happy jazz? And... Yeah, so basically it's, it's the four of us, and it, it originally started with three of us, myself, uh, Scott, and then my wife, Michelle. Now, the three of us 
this the, I'll give you the quick kind of the cliff notes on how it got started. Uh, I, Scott and I were police officers for many years in Sun Prairie, which is just outside of Madison. And um, if you fast forward through about eight years, uh, I was actually struck in a squad car by a kid at about 85 miles an hour. And my gun uh, had gone into my spinal column, uh, which caused me to have to retire. Um, so because of that, I went into depression, and I was just so pissed off at the world. Uh, so Scott and I kind of got together, and, and he was like, you know, I know you miss investigating. I know you miss the whole detective work. He says, have you been watching these ghost shows? And I'm like, yeah. I said, I'm, I'm so into it. And that's, in a sense, how it started. What was your go-to ghost show? Uh, well, okay, so we, we started when Ghost Hunters first began, Jason okay. and Grant. Yep, uh, that was the first one. After a few years, we ended up we actually ended up meeting those guys. We met Steve uh, as well, and you know they're just they were just absolutely wonderful. And we're we're kind of laughing because at the time, you know, you just used a tape recorder and you used a camcorder that took tapes. So we never we never went over the tapes. We always used brand new ones so that you know there was no we never tainted our evidence. So I mean it was just expensive as hell. Um, did you get to and, meet, and that's okay. what, did you get to meet Brian Harrenos when you were talking to those guys? You had the original cast. Nope, I never got to meet him. No. I like my favorite quote ever in Ghost Hunters was when they're in Eastern State Penitentiary, and I, I I'll never forget this. I was watching this episode, and they're going. Down. Are you going to say? I, I forgot what cell it was. Are you going to say run, dude? Yeah, dude, run. <laughs> dude, run. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you get that stern talking to from Jason Hawes. Like, you know, there's people that are working here, and they see me guys running out of there like a bunch of children. <laughs> well, you know, they had merchandise uh, printed up with that on it. I think Brian actually oh, owns that. I think he has that trademark. I think he still sells his own gear. Dude, run. Dude, run yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we I mean, we're a little. I I I get it. It's TV, and, you, and there's some sens- sensationalization going on. Um, but yeah, for the most part, for us though, I mean, when we get scared shitless, you know, we'll just we'll wear a depend undergarment uh, in case there's anything that leaks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So I, I guess I'm curious, like, you know, where have you guys been in Wisconsin? What's what's the creepy hotspots? Oh my gosh! It's well, we've been doing this for what over eleven years. We've been all over Iowa, all over Wisconsin, parts of Illinois. Um, I, I, I gotta tell you, I, I think, boy, it's it, it's tough to say because it's so spread out. I mean, we just we just finished up a poltergeist haunting in Madison recently. Oh, um, I, yeah, I just finished up another case involving a child in Iron Ridge. So, I mean, literally, I've I've just been everywhere, Iowa. Iowa is creep central for sure. Well, yeah, so um, I mean, flat to go is just easy seeing for spirits down there. It's kind of, you know, well, and, see it all. And I get so, yeah, I mean, I get so, I mean, there's such an old district down there that uh, we did some interviews at some radio stations, et cetera. And they're literally, they're bad. They're, they're still in like 1945 out there. Right. Um, and it, and it's just, it's so creepy. It's like the people never get any sun. They're all like super white. Um, you know, and it's just this whole like vampire land. But I have to say, here in Wisconsin, I think Portage is probably one of the best locations. And that's and and Portage was actually our first investigation eleven years ago, and um, it was at a tattoo place that has since burned down. 
Uh, but yeah, that was when people asked me, what's the craziest thing you ever see? Well, it was, it was at that place. Uh, we ended up seeing a full body apparition that walked on the stairs right at us. No, no kidding. That's like, see, that's like, that's like the goddamn Lombardi trophy. Of yeah. You know, that's. So yeah, it's, do, it's, do you it's like, holy. do you like, do you still like keep all that like, you know, in your head? Like what, what, you know, can you like, like walk us through? Like were you guys communicating with something before it happened or like did your EMF just go off the wall? Yeah, well, so back then, with that being our first investigation, we had a, we had a camcorder with a little like eight millimeter cassette tape or whatever it was, um, and then we had a little handheld tape recorder uh, for voices, and we didn't know what the hell we were doing. There was no such thing as EMF detectors, you know. We just we we had no freaking clue when that apparition came down the stairs. We literally all we did was just do our police. We just used our police presence and and yelled at it and said, "Go away." You know, the people here don't want you around. And the thing, the thing looked like it had like shoulder pads on. It looked like a, a football player, like a lineman. Goddamn, and it, goddamn spirit of Dick Buckus is still floating around. Yeah. <laughs> still not happy. You guys ass kicked all those years in Wisconsin. Goddamn Packers. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> well, that was, that case was incredible. We found a hidden room where, we, where the lady said, she goes, I don't even know what this door is. We took it down. And here it was an embalming room. And then we did we did some investigating on it. All the old bottles were still there, all the chemicals, the table. I mean, we found tunnels from the prohibition era. It was just it was just a gold mine there. Yeah, it's crazy. Like to see a full yeah. bodied apparition. That was that was your first investigation. It's the first one right out of the gate, and we're standing there, and I'm not gonna kid you, if I had a lump of coal in my bottom half uh, I think I could have easily squirted out a diamond. I mean, I was puckered. I bet. I, that'd be something that I guess, like, I've never. And if you go from not ever seeing one to, like, there it is right in front of you. Like... That, that, was that your first? Was that your first ever visual of a full-by apparition? That was the first investigation, the first apparition, the first everything. The, at first, you know, when we when we met with the client... Uh, and, and, and I'll kind of get into this if you guys, depending on how much time we have, you know, keep you guys, on. yeah, you, you guys, oh, keep on I mean, going. Okay. So basically when we first met with the client, her hair was being pulled in front of us and I looked at Scott and at first when her head was, was her head was kind of like, um, twitching really bad. And I thought maybe she had Tourette's or something. And I, I looked, and she said that it's happening again. And here I look, and you can see her hair being pulled. And you want to talk about, I mean, literally, you got visual validation right there. The client, you know, we always believe what our client tells us. And, and usually what we do is we try to find alternative reasons why, you know, instead of jumping right into the paranormal world, you, we usually say, yeah, it's your heating, it's expansion of pipes. And you being a plumber, you know these things. Goddamn right. So, yeah, so it's mice in the wall. It's a branch that's hitting the side of your house. And when I saw that, I looked at Scott and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Well, I I, I guess we really we, we signed up for this, you know? But yeah, it's hard to when you're standing right next to the person and they're getting their head yanked. That's hard to. Well, I guess we can't back up now. <laughs> we're already here. We're rolling the dice. Yeah, I, yeah. You can't look at her and say, "Sorry, lady, you're on your own." Thanks for having us. <laughs> You know, there's this thing called the Bible. You should have at least four of them in every room. <laughs> um, well, that case, that case was so fascinating that her husband, the reason why she called us is whatever was there at their house was actually putting things by the side of her husband's bed so that when he wake up, he would trip over everything. 
So, I mean, it was literally a home run case. We caught so many entities, and we ended up finding out that she was being haunted by a child. What a mean kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, a little shit, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> God damn hell raisers anymore. So I, I guess I don't is that more like a poltergeist type energy or like what, like what kind like what would you? Yeah. Think? So when it comes to poltergeist, every year we put on a presentation this year, we're putting on two presentations and we usually sell tickets because everything we do is free. Uh, but the, but the recoup some of the money for the, the enormous costs of doing this. Uh, we do a presentation every year where we sell tickets and it's like 10, 15, maybe $20. Um, and we travel everywhere this year. Um, and the 10th, uh, we're going to be up in uh, what's called Pound, Wisconsin, which is pretty far from here. It might be close to you guys. Maybe not. I don't know. It's, it might be more um, east from you guys. Um, but Pound, Wisconsin called us. They've got a uh, they've got a bar uh, called the Equity Bar. They want us to investigate that one. Then they want us to investigate a bar close to them called Furkies. So we're going to be there the 10th all night. We're going to spend the night. Um, I might do a couple live feeds. I don't know yet. But then after that, um, in October of this year, of course, we're going to put on a big presentation up there where we're going to probably pack up 250 people. So, and then, uh, but so, okay, anyhow, so I kind of got off track here, but to kind of answer your question, so when we put on a presentation, we always talk about what types of hauntings there are. That's one of our key components. So to answer your question, yeah, so Poltergeist, for that child, she's kind of a, uh, you know, poltergeist means noisy spirit. So a lot of times people all automatically think of the movie. Right, um, right, right, right. Right, but poltergeist is actually just a German word for noisy spirit. So, yeah, I guess you could say poltergeist. It was actually more of an intelligent haunting okay. uh, than else, right? All right. I guess I, I'm not I'm not 100% like – I don't know a whole lot about the whole paranormal, but I, I know enough to know that there's like a difference between – uh, what you would call like an apparition or a ghost and like a poltergeist from what I know is any anyways from like what I know is like a poltergeist if you if you feed it if you feed a poltergeist more energy the more active it gets I guess I guess maybe I'm, yeah. you know maybe I'm wrong I don't know yeah so I, I what I try to tell people is is if you have somebody that was an asshole in real life they're going to be an asshole when they die okay okay if somebody was really sweet and kind, they're going to be the same way. So if you have a child that died at an early age, right. that child most likely is going to attach itself to another kid because that's all they know. Okay. So, or, right. or, yeah, or they're going to pick um, somebody like my clients in Portage. Now, the reason why this entity attached herself to my client is because my client had five miscarriages and was never able to have a female child. She always wanted a little girl. So, all right, so... She 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 maybe gave off that kind of energy that something that that spirit could yeah attach you know attach itself to her exactly yeah. okay you're exactly right this is where the whole this is the whole th with me being a I'm ex military I was an ex military cop I was in law enforcement for five years in the military right and I got then I got hired with Sun Prairie I was with them for eight years and then when I got hit in the highway I had to retire so I had a I had quite a bit of knowledge to take. To just like investigative experience to bring exactly to look at to look at stuff from a different perspective. Exactly because and it, like I say, there's a lot of ghost hunting companies out there, and I am not trying to bash anybody by no means, but it does help to have a law enforcement background for sure. Right. To look at like I said, to look at something from a a, a whole entire different perspective. For sure, and when we yep. can when we get 
case, the nice thing is, is when people know that I'm an ex-cop, it tends to help them say, okay, this guy is, you know, this guy is reputable. He's a good person. He's going to listen to my needs. And that's what sets us apart from other ghost hunting companies. There's so many ghost groups out there who just do this for the sensationalization that you have to abide by the client. You have people who are depending on you for answers, and they are scared shitless. Yeah, probably some of them, yeah, exactly. Or like It's almost to the point where they probably can't even live in their house, and they're trying to figure out what's sure. going on. Definitely. I mean, that case, that poltergeist case over in Madison here, that one took me almost two years to solve. Holy balls. Well, yeah. Like, when you do all this, like, do you, like, find a source, and then you kind of, like, you walk? For sure. So, Yep, exactly. That case right there involved a man who was in a band. He was from Jamaica. He loved little blonde, little blonde women, and I, and I found this all out through interviews. Yes, good well, news. Well, it, what what happened was is I didn't know anything about him at first. This girl lives in an apartment, okay, and she lives in a gigantic apartment here in Madison. She calls me up and says, "Hey, I need your help. I'm going to send you a video." So she sends me a video, and, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, it's, you know, she's she's telling me she's seeing orbs. And I'm like, I'm sorry, sweetie. I said, this is just dust. Your cats are kicking up dust. She goes, no, they're orbs. I, I says, no, they're not. So we set up the camera again. We videotape. We, we record her while she's sleeping, and she calls me up. She goes, well, what do you think of the orbs? And I go, um, you may want to take a look at the third video. Well, she looks at it, and here, sure as shit, this entity is crawling up on her bed, grabs her toe, grabs the blankets, and in the middle of her sleep, she goes to push it off. Unbelievable. Yeah, and that and that's why Ooh. it took me so long. That's why that case took me so long is because I had to find out who that entity was because he was attacking her. Oh, so, wow. yeah. So, so that, that would be a that would be a classic case of a negative entity, correct? Negative energy, yeah. I mean, realistically, be, be, see, what you have to treat ghost hunting as is you got to treat it as they are, they were a person at one time. You know, a lot of times people tend to think of Hollywood, and Hollywood does a really bad interpretation of ghost hunting, okay? So, yeah, I mean, Hollywood has to make their money, and they got to, you know, make things really crazy and out there and everything else. But realistically, the fun, the excitement – is solving the case and everything in between, you know? So, I mean, for her, she, I mean, I, I caught, I caught the guy, um, grunting her, telling her that he loved her. I mean, it's just, I mean, it was, it was nasty. The guy was a prick. Son of a bitch. So is that like something <laughs> where that's just attached to the, where that spirit was attached to the space she was in? Yeah, so what had happened was that's a, that's an excellent question. What had happened was is I actually have to look at the blueprints of the building too because it that's turns up that's a blue like a the blueprint theory, right? Where, right. Yeah, what it, okay, yep. I know what you're talking about. Yep. Exactly, cuz what I had to do is I had to find out where all the wiring was. And a lot of times back in the day, I don't know if they still do it or not, but electricians would attach a copper wire to the copper piping. And what happens is, is the energy from the house gets gets fed to the piping, and she had all the wiring in her apartment for the entire complex. So everything, so everything was grounded right to her, basically. Yeah. What you're saying exactly. So what had happened was, is it was right next to her bed, and that place literally was like gasoline for a fire. Oh man. 
<laughs> yeah. So my, I guess my, I, I'm, I'm a big Zach Baggins guy. I, I love all the stuff he does. I think he's very entertaining. Um, what did you walk that tightrope of a demonic haunting? Yeah. So demonic hauntings are kind of, they're, they're pretty much few and far between. And just remember, Zach is an entertainer. Okay. So we. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, the man is knowledgeable, he is kick-ass in what he does, he's very passionate with it, and I totally love that, okay? We, our company, our group, has been solicited by probably about 11 production companies, California, we had one production company out in Australia, New York, and there's been a lot of companies that have come to us wanting to do a show, okay? So I do have one gentleman who's still interested in us. Um, he actually, I just met with him recently through Zoom, and I guess they're working on a show and stuff, and he wants me to, to piggyback on some people, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So anyhow, the thing is, is I try to tell these people from Hollywood, this is who we are, this is what we do. If you like it, great. If we're boring, then you're going to have to move on, you know. So, and that's, and, and like I say, with Zach, yeah, with demonic hauntings, you know, they are out there, but a lot of times when it comes to demonic haunting, usually it, it's just an asshole spirit that, that needs to be flushed. Yeah, so. but you see, Zach calls himself, in the a, in a, in a book he wrote, he calls himself a conduit to demonic energy. Sure, do, absolutely. Do you, I guess, like, what's your, you're a professional on it, so I was, what's your take on that stance of him being, you know, him claiming he's a conduit for demonic energy? For sure, yeah. We all have our certain talents in life, okay? And some of us, for some reason, you know, you could have the person sitting next to you, and they can do a math problem that would take you hours to do, and they can do it in five seconds. So there are people out there who have incredible energy, incredibly smarts. And with Zach, he probably has an immense amount of energy that he was born with, and he's able – I mean, I don't doubt if the man is a bit of a medium, you know? So, I mean, really, it comes down to – you know, how much energy do you have? Because that's what they rely on. See, Nikolai Tesla, I'm sure you guys know who that is. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Nikolai Tesla, he was trying to communicate with the paranormal through his Tesla coils, okay? And because he knew that energy equaled contact with entities. And that's why you use the EMF meters. That's why you use this meter and that meter. And that's what we use, too. Now, we use a whole slew of, of equipment, and some of it we actually build ourselves, and it's the simplest things that are out there. You know, for instance, we use a floor piano that's about seven feet long. And we actually have a we have a recording of an entity standing on it, and it made music. So, so, so like I'm big, but, but minus Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you right now, if that if that entity started doing chopsticks, that would have been, been <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a labor of love. Zach, he's passionate at what he does. He's a great man. Um, you know, he just, he just, he's a great, you know, he, he makes money for the channel. He's a hundred percent a businessman. Everything he's got going on, he did it right. For sure. <laughs> Definitely. Yep. Um, so have you dealt with demonic, uh, things in Wisconsin personally? Yeah, we, we, we've actually dealt with a negative energy that, so we have this thing called an ovulus, and an ovulus is more of a, it's kind of like a verbal dictionary for us. What, we, what it is, it's like a, it has its own internal library, and then the spirits can manipulate it to make their own words, correct? 
Correct, exactly. Yeah, that was kind of like the the first one that came out as far as spirit boxes, etc. So when we bought the Ovulus, it's worth like three thousand dollars now. Um, yeah, and and it's it's a high it's a highly sought after item, and it's kind of, it's actually kind of a relic. Um, but it still serves us well. The reason why I bring it up is we went to a one investigation where we kept getting the word demon coming out. And when it kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it, I'm kind of like, okay, there's got to be some negative energy inside this basement. And all the, I mean, everything was coming up as far as uh, like pain and suffering and, and demon and demon and blood and demon. So I'm like, okay, well, we started, we kept track of everything. And that was the only thing that was really going off was just, it kept saying those words. And then upstairs, we kept getting apple, tree, child, apple, tree, child, highway. And turns out, after doing some, you know, like investigating afterwards, I usually go to the locals. I, I'll even go to a bar or whatever. It's crowded and start talking with people or go to the Chamber of Commerce. It turns out that a child was literally fell from a silo and was buried by the highway of that house by the apple tree. And then uh, we found out that that uh, the basement housed Civil War. Uh, it was a makeshift Civil War morgue and hospital. So oh. that's where your de- that's where your demonic comes from. A lot of times people say, "Is that demonic?" We usually don't use that word too often. We just basically say there is heavy, heavy death here. We've been to places in Iowa where there was death from diphtheria, where we where there was thirteen bodies found in an under underground cavern. Mm. So yeah. that right there. A lot of times people say, well, there's a demon there. Well, no, there's not a demon there. It's just a lot of negative energy because of how they died. Yeah, the amount of death and just right. suffering that went on in that current location, or that specific location. For sure. So have you been, speaking of Iowa, and you, you obviously have a big uh, love for Iowa, have you been to the Axe Murder House in Villisca? That You know, I'm so glad that you said that. So we actually have been invited to that place, and then – Literally, I don't know what happened. Something fell apart. We were supposed to be there. I fucking COVID. <laughs> yeah, the fake pand the fake pandemic. I actually did I say that loud? I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so as far as Iowa, yeah, Iowa. Like I say, we could literally spend years there. So to answer your question, yeah, the axe house. We have not been there. I'm told that they still have the axe marks in the ceiling. Um, it's just, it's a fantastic place, and that's definitely on the list for sure. Um, like, if you had, like, a list of, like, you know, places you want to go to, like, do you have, like, one place you want to see? Yeah, the Stanley Hotel. Stanley Hotel. The old, yeah. shining, the shining, uh, hotel. How about the, yeah. the, the Cecil? How about that one? Yeah, I, what is that one again? I'm the sorry. The Cecil Hotel in, uh, uh, is it in L.A.? Yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah, it's in L.A.? Yeah, the Cecil Hotel, absolutely. That's, absolutely. Another, that's another hot spot, man. Yeah. I've always wanted to see uh, Waverly Hills. Uh, oh, for sure. Because for sure. they have, I remember, like, I'm a big music fan, and Metallica <laughs> has uh, the song Sanitarium. Yeah. And they have a picture of the creepiest fucking place in the world, and then... I don't like it must have been like stupid stupid uh you know, just luck, but I remember I was like I, I watched Ghost Hunters like a month or two later after seeing that and I was like, That's a fucking this Waverly Hills. <laughs> that that sanitarium <laughs> that they pictured in their music video is Waverly Hills. Yeah. Like, which well, is right. which is what you you know, it's how many people died there, tuberculosis and then uh 
Obviously, Jason and Grant and Ghost Hunters caught that entity on the thermal camera walking or walking across the hallway. Yeah, was that the one where it looked like the 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 entity was walking like a penguin? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I think they had the height. And uh, are you are you okay taking callers? Oh, for sure, definitely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. uh, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Two thousand three. <laughs> feel free to feel free to call in. All right, he's calling in right now. Yeah, you're live. Hey, you're feel, on, man. Feel oh, free to ask, ask my name is Eric. Hey, Eric. Well, I think this is a great show. I'm glad I discovered it. Hey, thanks for listening. Well, you know, th- this sounds like a show that would be very similar to an- another podcast show I found called Mysteries of the Paranormal, um, where y- you'll hear a similar, like, paranormal stories. And I think this story sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's, like I say. But, I mean, I can't stay with you much longer, but um, I'll catch you on your next show. Oh, no, yeah, thanks for calling, man. Thanks for I thought you had a question. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> man, hell yeah. Thanks for listening. Everybody listens. Yeah. It's a big help for us. <laughs> yeah. You got a famous, Jason. People love you. <laughs> yeah, I no, it's a question for you, though. Sorry to interrupt, though. So what's, no, uh, what's the, the most haunted place that you've been in in Wisconsin? Well, oh, man. I mean, there's been so many. I would... To tell you the truth, where that poltergeist haunting was, I would have to say she has got, she is literally a train depot for paranormal because not only did we catch that man that was literally attacking her, but we caught literally probably about, I would say at least 10 voices in her living room. So we could, we, oh. we almost, what we had to do is. 10 different because, voices? Or? Yeah, because what had happened was, is, so we, we went there and we investigated several times because there was so much going on. We were in the living room and none of the equipment was going off. It was pretty quiet. But then, you know, every so often we would hear something that just didn't seem right. So we go back to the recorder and we literally had a take and we had to write down. We had to give fake names to, to the voices that we heard because there were so many. So when we caught this, we had to take an inventory of the people. Wow. So is that something where they, yeah. when it, when, when it's all said and done and, and you go back to report to the, the person that lives there, is that something where you say like, hey, maybe it's better if you like move out or like, do, like, do you just ride it out for a couple of months or like, what, like, I yeah, guess, you what know, comes after it, the investigation, I guess is my question. Well, and that's just that because number one, her rent was so low because when <sighs> she moved, Sorry. when she moved in, they locked in her rent her rent amount. So because it was so low, she couldn't afford to move anywhere else. <coughs> oh, man. And, Are you going to make her there? Yeah, I just choked Jesus a little Christ. bit. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. I'm just joking. Oh, so she was kind of so, stuck there. Yeah, she's kind of stuck there. And, and don't get me wrong. Like I say, when you go to a location and you're able to help out a client, a lot of times we're able to get the ghost or the entity to the point where we can almost get them to dissipate, to move on to something else. Um, it just it just takes time. It takes time and consistency. So in the grand scheme of things, does she still have paranormal things going on? Absolutely, she does. There's things that are moving in her kitchen. There are things happening inside her living room. But for the most part, we've been able to calm things down because now we called him out. Right. You know, we we identified him. We said, hey, you know, guess, guess what, prick? There's more people here. <laughs> right, you know? exactly. Okay. Yeah. 
So, but what happened with him was, is he, long story short with that guy, um, I found out that he had committed suicide in an apartment complex. He went, got a steak dinner, um, got a limo ride, came back to his apartment and shot himself with a shotgun. So Talk about going on on the high note, though, huh? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Steak dinner, you got to get there. But yeah, I'd have to I'd have to say that that was probably one of the best ones right there. Wow, that's crazy. Have you ever been to this side of the state? We're over by the cross. Have you been to the cross at all? Um, yes. So we were at a place uh, in La Crosse that is a military dormitory. It's about five five stories. Um, it's owned by an older couple, and this was actually probably about three years into us investigating. I can't recall the name of the building, but it's actually a museum now. And the building behind it, there's a, a lot of people buried on the property. But it transferred from a military dormitory to a house of worship to this, to this, to this. And that place, that place, what was fascinating about that, typically a ghost can only lift about three pounds. Okay, we, 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 we've basically been able to prove that an entity can only handle about three pounds. So if it has a lot of energy, it can only handle about three pounds worth of weight. So if it's going to move something, it's going to be pretty light. The, the problem that we had, though, is when we were at this place, it was humid out. There's no air conditioning. We drove forever. Um, and Scott says to me, he goes, I am so freaking warm and hungry and hot. He said, I am just not in the mood. I said, I hear you, man. But, you know, we have clients. We're here to help them. Well, we get up to the third floor. All our cords are tangled up. we got a gigantic, um, you know, remember in Christmas vacation, small knot here. So, we we literally had all our cords were tangled up, so we're pissed off. We finally got the investigation going, and sure as shit, we're up in the third floor, and a desk goes flying right past us. Oh, a whole entire desk? Yeah, and I and I looked at Scott, and I'm like, I didn't know that they had the strength to do that. Yeah, and that was that three pounder. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I mean, you want to talk about, you know, just. You know, you can never assume anything when it comes to investigating. You just cannot put your assumption hat on. You know, we have a, a saying in plumbing, you know, assuming makes the ass out of you and me. <laughs> For sure. For anybody in life. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, is there like, any, like, paranormal theories that you kind of latch on to? Like, I, the theory of, like, the ley lines of the earth, from the, the Zach Baggins kind of points out, especially with the uh, – I don't remember the name of the place and – Ireland, but that they had a sure. cross of ley lines that went through this house, and that was yep. the source of all this uh, energy. I think it was, uh, if I remember right, it was like the, the this guy was getting visited by the incubus and succubus. He claimed, if you know what I'm talking about, I think it's not Edinburgh Mansion, but it's uh, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, the, I mean, don't get me wrong. Ideally, if I had, if I if I was if I was able to have a um, a, a, like travel channel, sci-fi channel, any kind of, um, you know, channel that would be willing to sponsor us. I could take our ghost hunting company to the next level and do those things. Um, but here in Wisconsin, Iowa, et cetera, we kind of deal with the, I, I, you know, I guess the best way to describe it is we kind of deal with the, um, the mom and pop, you know, things that are going on and, you know, the, the girl who's being haunted by the entity that's, that's crawling up on her bed and, you know, so as far as anything, you know, Ireland related or anything with like 17th century ghosts or, or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just, that's stuff that's, um, kind of has been, is beyond, uh, anything that we've done so far. 
Ancient Ram in episode, I think, is what I'm talking about. My, my brother Wyatt came through in the clutch there. He, <laughs> he looked out. it up for he you. Did, he did. Thanks, Wyatt. You're the best, boss. <laughs> um, so what are, what are the odds you could take me and Austin with the on investigation? Oh, boy. We'd be well-behaved. <laughs> and if you're, go, if you're going to this bar, we promise that we won't touch any of the beverages. We'll be strictly professional. And <laughs> so the bar, shit yeah. scared of spiders. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> the bar. The bar is actually. Uh, we had to get permission, uh, and it has to go through a council. Uh, they because it's owned by a certain uh, amount of people. They we had to actually get approval through the council to get there. So to have any other followers and stuff, yeah, that would probably be out of the question. So, um, but as far as any further investigations, um, I'm only too happy to let you guys know when I've got something either close by. If you guys don't mind traveling, oh, it's totally up to oh, yeah. well, We got game. We'll travel. Yeah. Take so just a, on the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right now, uh, right now, our one of our missions is for the past year we've been investigating a place called St. Francis Preserve. Okay. And uh, or Franciscan Preserve, I believe it's called. It's it used to be called uh, St. Coletta out in Jefferson. And if you want to look it up. One of the buildings, it's like a, it's a massive campus. It's abandoned now. They're re, they're kind of remodeling and etc. etc. Um, we have caught video evidence, audio evidence. It it never it never it never disappoints us. Literally, we're only working. So one building is 111,000 square feet. Holy okay. shit! <laughs> it, it it's kind of like Wisconsin's level of like the the, the sanitarium. Um, you know, you could you could say the Stanley Hotel, whatever. There are so many buildings that size there that it's probably going to take us several years to finish. Um, but we have caught so much there, and the management there, the ownership, just loves us, and and they were only too happy to have us out there because we are so professional. So that is some that is something I'm going to talk with the owners and see if we can bring in a group. You know, we'll bring you guys in there. Maybe we can do a live feed, um, and we can kind of go from there. But I'll definitely check with them to find out. Oh, sweet deal. Yeah, we're in. Uh, oh, count me yeah. up. That's a lot of space. And <laughs> I tell you what, if we run away, get shared. Or, yeah, sorry, scared shitless. Get your birds mixed up. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we can, we can discover more of this building for as we go down. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's a wonderful building for sure. So, like, with a place like that, do you, like, just take it, like, in quarters? Or do you, like, you know, well, we're going to do this section tonight, this, you know, we're going to take these two rooms, and if it's a dud, we'll take the next two rooms? Or how do you guys? For sure. Yeah. yeah. We we tend not to split up um, because, uh, like, walkie-talkies can set off certain equipment. Uh, we, may, we might communicate through texting and stuff. But usually what we do is because we like to be very strict about our evidence, if we're in doubt for what we catch, we throw it out. That's our motto. If we're in doubt, we throw it out. Uh, and like I say, we when we do these big places like this, you're absolutely right. we got to take one floor at a time, one section at a time. So far, now now this, this place that we're investigating, this used to house children who were mentally challenged. So, And I'm not trying to be mean or anything, and I'm not trying to be a, a, an asshole, but it's some of the best evidence when you have a mentally challenged person talking to you on a recording. I mean, realistically, again, I'm not trying to be mean, but to hear that person, you can usually you can tell you like if somebody has Down syndrome or what have you, they, they speak a certain way. Right. And and when you catch that, you know that you're not faking evidence, right. if that makes sense. 
Yeah. So. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. See, I always thought that was goofy, like, in, like, the TV show. It was like, you know, oh, people live here, you know, they're all, like, you know, these people, like, go to, like, Mexico or something, or, you know, you know, yeah. you, get, you get the answers back in English, and you're like, well, what the hell, you know, like, it, well, it, exactly, yeah, I mean, if you go to a place that used to be, I mean, let's say the, the Latin community um, used to frequent this one church, and you end up catching, you know, Joe White Boy that says, you know, hey, dear, how's it going? You going to catch the backer game, you know? Right, exactly. I, I mean, like, it's like, okay, yeah, that's not really evidence, yeah. so. Right, exactly. So I got uh, one request of some place you can uh, maybe try in the future. Yeah, I'll try to get a hold of the people with the Sparta Boys and Girls Club. One of our one of our listeners is saying Sparta, Wisconsin Boys and Girls Club. He said it was an orphanage at one time and kids might it's have died there. The the one yeah, it's the one in Sparta that they turn into a, haunt, a haunted house, house every year. Yep. Okay. Yep, it's right outside of Sparta. Okay. And they, they, they do a really good job. It's a really good haunted house. Yeah, the place and, is creepy. It's a and, service and they, they put out the actual information about the whole facility for everybody to see. So it's like they're not trying to keep anything secret or anything. But at one point, yes, it was it was like an orphanage or it was a place for, uh, I don't know what you'd call the children at that time. But whether they were orphans or, you know, mentally challenged kids or whoever they were, just a place took care of kids that needed to be taken care of. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's and they like I said, they, they do it's like a, they turn it into a haunted house, but it's cre- right. it's creepy either way. Yeah, I've been to it. It's they have a whole room that's full of spiders, so I I was scared <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, I have done service work in that building and it's not very fun. Especially if you're alone in there. But I've never yeah. had anything happen to me there. Yeah, we, so our two presentations this year, uh, and I just wanted to let everybody know this. So our, our first presentation will be obviously up in Pound, Wisconsin, which is quite a distance, but we put on about a three hour talk. We do an intermission in the middle and we try to be as entertaining as possible, show some incredible evidence. Um, but then we were also going to be doing, uh, here in Sun Prairie, which is just obviously that's where I used to be a cop. But we investigated uh, razor-sharp screen printing here in Sun Prairie, and that's actually we were featured on uh, a local uh, television station, and they did a morning show on us, and then they did an evening evening show on us, and we'll be doing a presentation there too. So those are the two locations for this year. Hell yeah! Did you stay pretty busy then, hunting ghosts? Yeah, it's you know it, it keeps me busy. You know, I miss police work so much that you know when you go to school for all those years and you work really hard only to have it taken away that day. It's it's one of those things where I mean obviously you know it's not my fault you know there was a, there was just goofing around with this vehicle and ended up you know ending my career but this right here has helped me in a sense kind of continue that kind of that passion for investigating for sure. Is there a, like is is there like a, other than like your you know obviously getting the full body apparition you know. You, you had the perfect night, you know, your first ever full body apparition, your first investigation, which is incredible, by the way. I don't think anybody, right. else, I don't think anybody else in the world could say that. Is there any other like moments that stick out to you, like any other full body apparitions that you came across that does it drop your jaw every time? You know, I, I have to say yes, it, it, it really does. Um, you know, we, you know, we had a we had a, a case out of here in Madison, uh, a community called Middleton. 
and it's just all outside of Madison, kind of a decent sized city. Oh, yeah. And and realistically, and we thought that I, we thought we were being played, you know, by the family because they just they just seemed like they wanted they wanted to kind of like start a YouTube channel with us and blah blah blah. And, and oh, we just kind of like, publicity type deal. Well, exactly. I don't know if they were just looking for some excitement in their lives, but you know what? Even though we assume that, we always believe our clients. We take what they say you know, as gospel, and we say, okay, you know, they need help, they want our help, etc. So they they give us the run of the place. We investigate the whole place, and literally they just they just tell us that there's noises and stuff, you know, blah blah blah. Nothing really direct, nothing specific. They said that they see shadows in their backyard around the pine trees, and I'm like, okay. You know, shadows can be anything outside. There's a lot of, you know, whatever. So the the wife says, I would go outside in the back, have a cigarette, and I see shadow people, you know, kind of weaving through the pine trees. And I'm like, okay. So they leave, leave us for the night. We investigate for the evening. And we ended up, and we actually have it on YouTube. We have a voice that we caught of a child go mommy. And it sounded like a little shit. Okay. And... Then we ended up, I'm like, okay, you know, that's kind of cool. Then we end up hearing some voices up in the bedrooms that we actually heard literally live. And I I looked at Scott, and I'm like, oh, did you hear that? And it was just off the charts. So anyhow, so if you fast forward, we use we use um, the Wisconsin Historical Society here in, in Wisconsin, and uh, they have a doctor of archaeology on staff. So I call her, and I say, hey, I have got, and I always call her for every investigation to tell us that there's Native American burial grounds or what have you. And I told her about this whole pine tree thing, and she says, you know, you just made my career. And I go, oh, my God, tell me. And she says, that pine tree, she goes, that is the path that the Native Native Americans used to take on the way to Green Bay. And that is exactly where the civilizations were. And what you're seeing is those entities are literally wandering Native Americans. And I'm like, oh, my God. So that was kind of cool. But then as far as the child, we get to the house, and the wife says to me, she goes, before we said anything to her, the wife says so. She goes, you're not going to believe what happened last night. I'm like, tell us. She says, at night, our feet were slapped, and the blanket was pulled, and it sounded like a girl screamed at my husband. And I look, why is it always the husbands? First the kid is putting clothes next to him, and I just the trip on. And the girls are screaming at him. So we played, we played the voices that we captured, and you want to talk about, I mean, this this husband and wife, the blood was just, just left their faces when they heard this. It's rotten cold. Yeah, and, and what's what's great about it is we didn't play any evidence for them. They literally told us as soon as we got there. So you knew exactly what was going on. Exactly. Yeah. So is isn't it, that great? Is it? Yeah. Is it? Is it weird? Like, obviously, it's got to be stressful. Like presenting your evidence to people. Is that like? Is that weird? Yeah. So the case that I had in Iron Ridge, Iron Ridge, recently involved a child that was seeing eyes in his bedroom, and that one, that one was a mother who was it was very conservative, a very sweet woman. The family was fantastic. A nice clean house. You know, she was highly educated. The husband had a very professional job. The children were wonderful. and But it just kept happening in the kid's bedroom. So when I put my equipment in there for the initial interview, I closed the door. 
And, you know, we we talked for an hour. She showed me around her house. I took some readings and everything. I told her, I said, okay, I said, well, we'll set up an investigation here in the near future. Well, I get home, and when I got home and I, I played the video recording, our our equipment went absolutely apeshit. It, it was off the charts, everything. The meters were going off. The uh, the uh, um, uh, yeah, the REM pod was going crazy. Everything was going nuts. I mean, we had the tri-field mirrored was off the charts. And I'm like, oh, my God. And now, mind you, this the, the mother was the strongest one, and the dad didn't want anything to do with this because he was scared shitless. Okay? <laughs> so, this. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he said. <laughs> So the mother, the mother says to me, she says, okay, she goes, I, I, you know, I, I presented this to her. I told her, I said, yep. I said, there's something in the bedroom. You're okay. Don't worry. There's nothing that seems, you know, like mean or anything like that. She's like, okay. So I put her at the top of the list because she, she saw us on TV. And when, it, when everybody saw us on TV, I got flooded with calls and emails like you would not believe. Not so, <laughs> oh, it was, yeah, it was like back in the ground and all the worms came out. So Literally, so when I, I put her at the top of the list because this was, I mean, this was, she was in desperate need. So we, we investigate the place. We ended up catching a bunch of voices, okay? And the voices in the bedroom was a young boy and a young girl, and they were talking to each other, and they were saying things during our investigation. So we had the door closed to her son's room, and those kids were commenting about what we were doing throughout the, the house, so I mean, I know, I know, and I still get chills from it because it was just so intense. So I play the evidence for the mom, and the mom starts crying, and, you know, I told her, I said, it's going to be okay, and she goes, okay. She goes, how do you get rid of them? Can you just do that right now? And I go, well, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Yeah, let me let me go get the let me go get the trap yeah, and the trap the, is yeah. green. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I've always wondered too, because I've heard stories of uh, like uh, people like basically coming to terms with it and, and saying, you know, hey, and they've you know outwardly spoken to these spirits and said, you know, hey, I'm gonna allow you to 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 use this space, but just leave me and my family or like leave me alone and, and you know and we'll leave you alone and we can coexist kind of deal so how does that work like yep so you're you're exactly right when it comes to children what i tell the families is number one the child is going to grow out of this and there's a certain age where a child grows up and the entities tend to distract or de- detach themselves from the child because now the child is at the point in their lives where they start to formulate opinions they start to become educated. Yeah, come, and they, come to grips with like the real world kind of, kind of deal. It, you're exactly right. There's actually a curtain where one side is the physical world and the other side is just this whole other dimension for sure. And this child, these two children were literally just loved being around her kid because what was interesting about this one is, yes, we caught their voices, but they set none of the equipment off. They didn't, they didn't set anything off. And the first time that I set that Akuma, when it when it apeshit, the reason why it went crazy is because those kids were like, what the hell is this stuff? I want to play with it. Yeah. Wow. And then when they realized how much noise it made and they knew that we were putting it in there, they just left it alone. It's like right. it's like deer on the corner. Once they figured it out, they're, I'm going to leave it alone. Yeah. Now. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Exactly. Like- so... 
anyhow, so I, I did contact a mother recently. This was about a month ago or so, and she did tell me that, yeah, nothing is happening anymore. She said what had happened was is she took my advice. I had her and her husband sit on the bed of her kid's room and literally just scold these kids and tell them it is time to go. You are bothering my son. He needs to sleep. He's going to start school soon. You need to move along. Sometimes you have to do that several times, but in the, in the, for the most part, it does work. Right. Wow, that's that's crazy. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, it kind of blew my mind there, especially like the getting the voices. Like, like I'm still like trying to recover it after like hearing like you know, like girls screaming at that dude. Right. Just kind of like, yeah. yeah, it's uh, how, like, how often do you guys debunk stuff then? Is it pretty often, or is it like you know these people do have like a legit case, or like you know heat heat expansion of pipes and all that stuff? Like how often do you come across that? Yeah. So after after eleven years of doing this, we have had one case that was fake. Well, they lied right to you, wow. right to your face the whole time. One case. Yeah, yeah, we had one case <clears throat> that involved that involved a couple. Uh, that basically just wanted to start a YouTube channel and, and just use us. And we, we called them out on everything. So, like What do they do? Do they, do they put like prop shit up? Yeah. Or do they like kind of... yeah. yeah, so what had happened was is they, number one, they had said that her the husband, his uh, weights, his dumbbells would shift like an entity was moving them. And I'm like, okay. And then they had said that they heard tapping outside and they heard like these voices and something scratching the side of their window. And then they told us that um, they caught this orb going upstairs. And then they told us that there is a sound of some sort of like, like some sort of mean voice coming out of a, out of a light switch. And so Scott and I put our detective hats on. And number one, I'm, I'm, I'm into, I've been weightlifting. I was a bodybuilder when I was a cop and I've been in fitness, in the fitness industry for many years. And I know for a fact that when you put a dumbbell back, if it doesn't sit right, it tends to like, it, it slowly falls. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, they all kind of fit together. Yep. Exactly. Then I looked outside and I looked at the window they were talking about, and here they had a tree branch, and and thankfully there the wind was kind of high that night, and the the it was literally hitting the side of the house, so we debunked that. And then Scott took apart the light switch, and it turns out that somebody had pulled one of the one of the wires kind of loose. They left it loose. So that you know how you get that crunching noise when you flick a switch? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, so there was that crunching noise inside here. So that was their deep. And then, um, and as far as the orb, I told them, I said, yeah, I said, unfortunately, that's just a piece of dust. We, we see that all the time. So, and, uh, yeah, they were pissed off. They basically told us to get out. <laughs> You're crazy. All your evidence you guys gathered. Yeah, yeah after we called I, I know we got. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know Lucifer's yeah. hiding in this house somewhere, and you guys ain't gonna help me out. Just get get out, get out of here. Yeah. Well, I tell you, you know, I have to tell you, the, the biggest home run, and and like I say, I'm I don't want to get too like into the whole health field and 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 stuff like that. But what I'm getting at is that woman whose hair was being pulled. Her doctor was actually going to prescribe her uh, schizophrenic medication. Wow. So yeah, so we we have been able to keep people off medications because Wait, we've been like, able to they prove when they actually don't need it. Exactly. Oh, See, that's like yeah. that was like evil. I hate to like go Hollywood, but like on the the movie Exorcism, Emily Rose, they say that right. her possession got so much worse because they put her on pills. Yeah, that what what happens is is when you start taking a pill or you start doing something that 
takes control of your body, you can no longer control that energy that you have. You know, you, it leaves you susceptible to, I mean, it, it's basically like saying, I'm going to tie your, your arms behind your back and I want you to try to fight me. Exactly. You know, wow. so it, and it's just, it's, it's a, it, you know, don't get me wrong though. You know, Western medicine has come a long way. It's, it, it does help people in some aspects, but there are sometimes alternative reasons for what's going on. Maybe the person that's seeing what they're saying isn't, they're not seeing it because whatever of a mental illness, they might be just seeing what they're actually seeing. And For sure, yeah. I mean, I've got a case right now that I'm working on <clears throat> where I caught the voice of uh, what sounds like an African man um, in a kid's bedroom. We caught his voice inside there because the mom kept saying that the door was constantly shutting when her child was in there. And the man was actually closing the door while the kid was inside there to kind of like, I think it was just trying to be like a father figure, like a parent. So she showed me the video and I'm like, okay. So I went and met with her. Um, and I ended up catching a man's voice inside the bedroom. I also caught the little boy staring at the camera and he saw the entity and kind of shrugged his face and turned away fast. Oh, now, what's, what's fascinating about, and the reason why I bring this up is, what what the what the medical industry needs to understand, what professors need to understand, what people who are highly educated need to understand is that energy can literally a person can have so much energy that they can literally see an entity standing in front of them and people just think they're crazy. And that's not the case. Because right? yeah. yeah, I, I took the thermal imager to this kid and this kid literally I think he's gonna actually probably grow up to be a medium. He had so much energy that he looked like a literally a human banana. He had energy piping up from the top of his head, probably about six feet in the air. Jeez. So, wow. oh, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. When you say energy, you mean like on a thermal energy? Like the heat was rising off his body to that point where you could, For sure. you could see like you could see like obviously like temperature changes around him as his body was sensing this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. An entity is going to look like probably like water, like blue water. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes people say, you know, we actually have video um, of an entity that looks like a white mist that went up into a ceiling. It's it's a fantastic video. And but it takes all it, it literally takes all different types of shapes. You know, I mean, it can be a black shadow. I've done CPR in people where I've seen a black shadow leave their body at a high rate of speed when they die in front of me. Wow. So. Whoa! You gotta warn us before you start dropping bombs. <laughs> I just got the biggest chill on my spine. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I I was at a bar one time, um, and there was a there was a woman choking, and I went up and I gave her the Heimlich. Well, I got the steak out of her throat, but she actually ended up falling in my hands or falling in my arms. So I, d I started CPR on her, and as I'm doing CPR, everybody of course is shock in shock. Um, so I'm doing CPR in her and yeah, you could actually see the mass, the black mass leave her body. And then when I brought her back to life, it came back and all of a sudden the pink in her skin came back and she went, she took a, a gasp of a breath and I said, Hey, sweetie, I says, you back with me. Are you with me? And then she'd die again and you'd see that shadow leave her body at high rate of speed again. So it's fast. Two part question. Uh, what kind of steak was it? And, uh, <laughs> are, you, are you, are you a medium yourself? Like you, I feel like. That could only happen to somebody who has who, that level of uh, who's sensitive to that. Yeah, kind sensitive of to that. Stick, that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you guys, you guys are are very, you guys are very good at what you do. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to kid you. You're very good at what you do. We we do have a medium on staff. Um, 
one of the reasons, okay, so, I'll, okay, you got it out of me. I'll go ahead and say it now. So when I was a kid, when I was about 12 years old, things were starting to happen to me. We we owned a restaurant called Bertram's Tavern out in uh, West Bend off of Highway 33. We had it in my family forever. I've been there a bunch of times. So we owned this restaurant for many years, and the, it was it was not uncommon back in the 70s and 80s that when you saw a ghost or ghostly things, everybody just laughed about it. They would say, oh, that's just Aunt, you know, that's Aunt Celine. She's just, you know, she she died five years ago. She's just hanging out. Well, we were we were referred to as the Haunted Tavern back then because, you know, we'd have a glass fly off the back bar or a door would slam or whatever. Well, it's not so funny when you're 12 years old and you're sleeping in your bedroom and the lights are flicking on and on, uh, on and off, and uh, you can hear somebody running up and down the stairs and there's nobody there other than yourself. So it, it gets a little, it gets a little ugly when you're that young. <clears throat> so when I was a kid, I started seeing things. I would dream about floating or I'd dream about talking with somebody that passed away or whatever. Well, if you fast forward many years. One of the things that I do, and I don't charge anybody for it, I don't charge any money or anything like that, is one of the things that I do is ever since I was able to do that, when I was a cop, I started seeing things like, you know, hey, this person has cancer or something like that, and I just had a tough time really telling anybody because when you start seeing those things, everybody's like, okay, tell me the lottery numbers or tell me this or tell me that. Right. So my, 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 my grandmother is Cree Indian. So we have a lot of Native American in our family, and it's not uncommon, you know, for the Native Americans to have that ability to see, you know, people who have passed on. So, and, that, and that's kind of a common thing with the Native, you know, the Native families, et cetera. So I told my grandmother about it, and she go and, and literally my grandma just laughed, you know, and she had said, oh, yeah, she goes, I kind of figured maybe one of you would have gotten it or something like that. And then she told me about her father that had it and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So what I do is, uh, the best way for me to do this is I have to look at a picture. I have to study the eyes of the person that passed on. And I usually meet with clients, you know, people who find out about this or friends or whatever, get word of mouth or whatever. And I, I've done it for years. You know, like I say, I just, I, I literally help out people that I don't know. That's the best way to do it, to stay credible. Right. Um, and, and I look at a picture and I just study the eyes. And, of course, the eyes are the wounds of the soul. So I study that, and usually during my sleep, I'll end up talking with the person. So I've been, you know, I had I had Jackson. I actually helped out a case uh, with Jackson County Sheriff's Department once. Sure. Um, that one, that one was actually pretty spectacular. I, I told them where this Black girl was. Be- yep. Close. Yeah. That's pretty pretty close to us. Our yeah, yeah, our way from where we're. Yep, absolutely. So to be able to do something like that, yeah, it does help the cause and stuff like that, but. For the most part, I usually just, you know, I usually keep quiet about it, but, you know, I don't mind telling people. I don't mind, you know, letting people know that, you know, it's not something that I can just do while I'm awake. For some reason, it has to be while I'm sleeping because I guess I'm at my, you know, my, 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 at the most rest, of course. You're, so. in a, you're in a different state of mind when you're, when you're sleeping, for, for sure. Yeah. And I can relate too because I get a lot of clients who say, you know, oh my gosh, I, I, you're going to think I'm crazy. But I left my body. I started talking with this person. They told me this. They told me that. And Amazing. I said, I think that, yeah, I tell them, I said, there's yeah, literally everybody is a psychic in this what world. Do they call, it's like a, like an astral projection sort of thing. For sure. Like a clairvoyant. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Wow. That's crazy. That is nuts. <laughs> what kind of steak was it? <laughs> it was a, uh, it was a top sirloin. 
Oh, that's a good steak. Yeah, that's a good steak. Choke on that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a refund or no? Well, you know, it was kind of cool though because everybody started. I don't know why people did this, and I didn't. I didn't take it. I'm like, I don't. I don't need. Everybody started throwing money at me. You know, there. Everybody started. You know, the, the family got together and gave me like two hundred dollars, and I'm like, I said, I don't want. My God, I don't want your money. I'm like, it's just. I just watch your soul. He laughs <laasted> back <laughs> into you. I don't want your money. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to. I just want to finish her steak. You know. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I think that's all the questions I think we got for you yeah, at this man, point. Just... I, I would love to have you back on sometime in the future. If you're willing to come back on with us. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely, guys. I, I probably, I, I tend to like talk too much too. Oh, so. perfect. Oh, this, this is great. This is great. Absolutely yeah. great. Great stuff. Good. Good. Well, I, yeah, I can't thank you enough for having me. This was, this was absolutely wonderful. Yeah. For sure. Really, really glad to have you on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Very happy to have you on and we'd be happy to go with you to get learned a little bit. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Like I say, I'll, I'll reach out to you guys if I, if I'm able to get some permission for you guys to take along then. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'd be game. That's for sure. All right, guys. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Jason. Really do appreciate it. Thank you. And that was, uh, Jason, uh, Wisconsin, and that was wow. Definitely, wow. definitely, definitely. Out of all the interviews we've oh, had, wow. we've had we've had a lot of people on. You know, obviously we've had Uncle Hack on. We've had uh, uh, man, like somebody that close and like just that close, that close to home. Yeah, the wealth of knowledge, the story, and that's he had everything. He had every every question we had man he I had still had more questions I feel like uh, yeah. we, could, we could do this again that's what I'm saying like we could have talked to him for two more hours but he's old and we're old yeah we're not old we're just tired tired whatever it don't matter holy balls man yeah yeah a lot of fun I like like I said I've never I've never had anything like spooky or anything like that happen to me in my life I haven't had anything like I, I, I've always a, thought. I've, I've always, always thought, like. I, I know. I listen to the that one podcast, and that's why we drink. It's half paranormal, half true crime, and I, you know, the, the paranormal stories. That's why. That's. I think I had more questions than I thought I would have had. I guess, but to he, like hear all the things that he's saying, and then just kind of correlate the information. It's it was it's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, no, it's nuts. I think like you know to hit to hit the big home run your first investigation like what wow. are what are the odds you know what I mean all those voices that's why I think we're you know where he comes in different he comes from a different background it's not like he was it's not like he was uh just a regular civilian or whatever and then he just like had a had a ghostly experience one time and then it was dude was cop yeah for a while yeah he uh you know, obviously, obviously very. That's, Calm, cool, collected at all times, has basic trainings to investigate things through. I think that's, in order to look at stuff as sensitive as paranormal, you gotta have a different, you gotta come at it with a different kind of perspective. Well, I think they had that, like, like you, like you stated, like having a law enforcement state of mind. Just a different, just a different way to look at things. Absolutely. Like, you gotta look at, you gotta look at things before you just jump to all these crazy Conclusions of ghosts and whatever else, like you gotta think, you gotta pick out logical reasons for something that's happening. Oh yeah, that's where I, that's where I think he does just a just a crazy job because he was a part, you know, he used to investigate actual crime. Yeah, and actually look for actual evidence. But to see somebody's soul leave him like that, 
That'd be the fucking weirdest thing ever to that's see. That's a crazy, that's a fucking crazy story. Unreal. That poor steak. Most you finished it. Like, you can't just choke out halfway and not finish it. Really, steak. really was a top sirloin? I tell you what, if I choked on a ribeye and just let me choke, I'd go out happy. I don't give a shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's let it happen. I'm a big fan of sirloin. I, I am too. Sirloin, you can't beat a good sirloin. You get that bitch marinated for like a good hour, two hours. Oh, man. Dude, I'm a big fan. I'll tell you right now, we're going to talk about cooking steaks. You might be a big grill guy. I'll pan fry you a fucking sirloin steak that you ain't never going to eat ever. Big, big smoker guy. Tell you what, you should do that. Butter. Onions, garlic. I'll pan fry you steak in fucking eight minutes. Mm-hmm. That'll be just as good as any steak you can cook on a smoker. Challenge something. I, I have a wide ear on, on this. And is he calling in or is he just typing? If he wants to call in, he can call in. But I, I well, I'm sick of reading him. I, first of all, I don't know why he's not sitting here. He said he wasn't feeling well. He didn't want to, oh, want to come on. Got the cold out. Got the, got the sick. Vagina disease probably going around. Bottle flu, maybe. I can barely speak, lol. Well, nobody wants to listen anyway, so. <laughs> At least he's actively listening. Yeah, at least he's listening. Oh, man. That um, was nuts. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it's just. And thanks to the, the, the one guy that called in, thought you were going to have a question. Yeah, no, it's did, cool. Thanks for calling it's in fun anyway. running this thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, this is a new experience. On, yeah, take on calls. I do like the live base more. I think we're going to do this continually. Now. I think this is a better way to do it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Get the listeners more involved. Yeah. Take up some of the dead space where we're being idiots. Well, now that we're learning the system, we're going to have that like 40 or yeah, 15 minutes of being, you know, awkward us trying to figure out technology. Which I'm going to say this is probably the highlight of the show. Yeah, the first fucking half hour before we. Got started here. Hey, it's all right though, because we had our uh, local Those. local Packer insider Bryce Ripley come on and break some stuff down with us. Yeah. yeah it's just yeah, like I said, it's really cool to interact with people as you do the show. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely makes my day. So if, if anybody wants to call in and shoot the shit for a bit, I'm be more than happy to hang out and answer any questions or you know anything. So yeah, feel free to call in if you want. Yeah, if you don't want to, that's fine. I don't. I can give a shit. Um, I guess I think it's just bizarre just all that uh, the, the paranormal man it's just all it's, it, it's it all blows my mind it's, it's, I guess I'm like I said I've never had anything specifically happen to me so can I say I'm really a believer Skeptic. No, I'm not even a skeptic. I'm just, it never happened to me personally, so I can't say either or. But I also can't rule out the possibility that there is, there is something beyond our understanding as far as like spiritual energy goes and like all that other shit. I guess I shouldn't call it shit, but it's Friday night and I've had a couple, so I just, it's awful. I'll explain it as shit. Any more sundrops left? Yeah, there's a couple in there. Give me one. We'll have one more sundrop in the road and finish up the show. Because <laughs> there's actually only one left. <laughs> one more sundrop to finish up the show here, and then yep. we'll uh, yeah. call it a night. So, like I said, if anybody wants to call in, feel free. For the next uh, like 20 minutes, half hour, maybe. Um, 
I'm really pumped up for Winter Soldier tonight. I cannot wait to get to go watch I'm going to have to watch that when I get to Oh, you got to finish fucking episode two for you to watch it all, so. Don't fucking tell me what to do as I far as watching stuff. You ain't even never seen the Snyder Cut, first of all, so don't kick rocks. I don't get out much. I ain't good. You can watch it on HBO, you freak. I don't have HBO, yeah. Well, then how the fuck are you going to watch Godzilla? Yeah, I don't. You ain't got a fucking clue. Suck your life. It ain't my fault. No, it isn't. My fault. My fault. Yeah, I know it's your fault. You don't have to tell me that. I really need to watch that. I was uh, <laughs> I was listening to Kevin Smith's podcast on Godzilla. No, on uh, Snyder, Snyder Cut. Cut. <laughs> and he was like in tears. Can like, hear it? Like, don't, don't tell me he was in tears because he's been in tears for the last fucking. You're like three years. tears. He was in tears for uh, fucking Mandalorian, and then he was he in was? tears for fucking WandaVision. Which didn't deserve tears. No. No. But but the fact that we get all. And now at the end, now at the end of fucking Winter or end of Falcon Winter Soldier, well, he's gonna be fan. in tears again. He's such a fan of that. that I don't world care. World. You know, I'm, a, I'm a fan too. Fuck, I've, we've seen every almost every single movie together. Do you think I cried during any of them besides I Logan? Oh, that was tough. I don't even know if I could. I honestly say that I cried during that movie. I teared, I, I'm going to say this right now, I did, and I teared up at the end. I And then, and then of course, and of course, you get the whole fucking Deadpool thing at the end. At, well, at the end of Deadpool, too. Yeah, that was fuck. Oh, oh. <laughs> Way to go, Ryan Reynolds. Just make a joke make a out jokes. of something terrible. It was a funny joke, though. It was a funny joke. I really wish that that, that dynamic duo would take off. I just don't think it's going to... Oh, Deucey, uh, share this on the old Scott's bearded page. Thank you very much, dude. Appreciate it. I mean, you can call in, too, if you want. You don't have to. I ain't going to make you. Oh, we're really good. We got a call in. Oh, boy. Here we go. The local Green Bay Packer insider. Bryce, welcome back to the show. Hey, buddy. How we doing? Ma, what a what an interview that was. That was a good one, wasn't that it? That was shot. Oh, wow, man. That was, uh, uh, thank God. Thank him for his service, but... uh Wow. That was nuts. That was nuts, Absolutely nuts. I, uh, I don't, I, I think what really got me was the steak incident as well. Yeah. <laughs> I was drinking my beer and I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know about this. I would have to think twice about my career option uh, at that point. But, you know, you know, thank him for his service. Uh, absolutely. But, wow. Uh, isn't that just nuts, though? I mean, all the his experiences in that in that field, man. That's just bizarre. Well, I think it's just the fact. That, I mean, like you said, uh, you know, his first hunt, he he comes out in a, a full body, uh, like you said, a butt kiss comes out, a, a black butt kiss comes at you, and uh, you're gonna go do this again. Um, I don't know, bro. Yeah. My diaper was full when I heard that. Like I, <laughs> Austin, I, I don't know. You hear him talk about the, did him describe that entity? He said, I mean, "Yeah, I mean, he got. I mean, you could tell. I mean, no, no I, I was on a bathroom break at that point. I yeah, he, uh, he goes this guy. He said the spirit looked like it had shoulder pads coming down. I said, <laughs> and I'm like, it must have been the spirit of some pissed off bear fan. <laughs> it's unreal, Louis. I, I, I couldn't believe it either. I was like, and then coming down the stairs at you. No, thank you. I'm done Yo, with this. No. Wow. Yeah, I, Louis. What kind of what kind of equipment do they use? I mean, I'm trying to understand this. I've seen shows, but I don't know. 
I mean, what kind of equipment does this man use? I mean, does he? Well, I, I guess. So, so what they have, they have uh, a digital recorder, digital recorders, I should say. Just like a the regular digital camera. Yeah, a camera, and then they obviously they probably have the. I don't. They have like thermal imaging cameras. Uh, REM pod, he said, which REM is it, that REM pod senses. From what I watch on shows, that REM pod senses energy and it like makes noise. Obviously, when something gets too yeah, close to it, like the EMF detectors, which is uh, EMF detector, electromagnetic electromagnetic field, and that yeah, that, that will give you like uh, like if you go up to your like your electrical panel in your house with the EMF meter thing, will like, go yeah, go it, right it'll, off. Like it makes a noise. Or yeah, like well, it does is like it, uh, it, it senses electric you know, like en- or energy. Electromagnetic energy is yeah. what it senses. So basically, these spirits are just pulling this electromagnetic energy from the device, from the atmosphere. Yeah, it, they, they'll the put atmosphere. off like they'll put off their own electromagnetic energy from wherever they are, wherever the thing detects them at. Like it could be that's where they, where it comes in. Like if you're next to an electrical panel or wherever, like they'll they can pull. That's how you can like you can tell whether it's fucked up or not. But, uh, I just got the message here from Podbean saying that we have two minutes left. Oh, boy. So, uh... What? Oh, two minutes. All right. Well, I'll get off here, but it's been a pleasure. Good job, guys. Yeah, thank you very much, Bryce. Appreciate it, buddy. See you, guys. So, uh... Yeah, seeing that we got the old, uh... The old warning sign here. Get the hell out of here. We'll get off. Uh, this has been the Pure Steel Podcast, everybody. Thank you very much for listening.